0: Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you've faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Okay, here we go with another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast. And today we are talking about the definitely not sexy topic of periods. Now, as women in the outdoors, there's a very good chance that you've experienced having a period when you are on a trip or going into or coming out of a hunt. And it's always hard to try to figure out exactly how to deal with it in the way that's going to be the easiest Um, The way that's going to be the most hygienic and the way that is going to allow you to enjoy the hunt when you're there. And I know that there's a lot of different feelings and opinions on this. Um, And I have to preface this by saying I don't have periods. I haven't had periods most of my adult life. However, I had terrible, terrible cycles when I was younger. um, Started at the age of, gosh, I think I was 11 possibly 12, almost turning 12, and had really, really bad periods. I was in and out of seeing doctors for basically the duration and the flow, and it just wasn't good. I had all kinds of ultrasounds, and, uh, you know, so I have experienced having that time of the month, just kind of ruin everything. Now, when it comes to hunting, obviously we have to think about, you know, what that, where we're going to be, are we going to be at a base camp? Are we going to be staying at a house? Are we just going for the day? Is it going to be 10 days? Like we have to just kind of assess what that is. So everything in today's episode is going to be very um, individualized. So you're just going to have to figure out how this plays into your life. And I really wanted to get somebody who did have recent experience and does have experience in this area but for me I thought instead of putting somebody on the spot which I know there's tons of women that would happily talk about this and we should be able to talk about this I just felt like It would be better if I could get lots of different opinions. So I've reached out to many women uh, who hunt, women who are in the outdoors, maybe they're through hikers or, you know, they, this is something that they deal with a lot. They've tried a lot of different things. So I have some recommendations based on what they've told me so that I can tell you, and hopefully some of this will ease the process for you while you're hunting and even just in day-to-day life. But before we dive into this topic today, there's a couple things that I want to convey to you and let you know. We have just recently released the fall collection for Her Inspired. So we've got graphic tees, we've got hoodies, sweatshirts, and some of your favorite go-tos. So be sure to head over to herinspiredfitness.com and you can click shop. I'll also link to it in the show notes And we've got some fun things there. You might have also seen those on my Instagram page or possibly on my Facebook. And these are things, they've got um, sayings or quotes on them, things that I think that you can all relate to for the most part, and just some really fun things that, you know... We want to dress up this fall. We want to be comfy and cozy. And I think these will make a statement and keep you just that comfortable and cozy as we move through fall and into winter. I've also got some blogs that have gone out recently and some that I think will really help enrich your lives and help move the needle towards the goals that you want to make. So be sure to keep up with that. You can subscribe to getting these blogs. I will send them out via email. You can also go over and just move around the site and see what you see. Um. There's a lot going on. I'm always trying to produce content for you, things that will help enrich your life. And more than anything, encourage you and let you know that you're not moving through whatever that thing is, where whatever that season of life is for you. You're not navigating it by yourself. I have been nearly overwhelmed lately by the amount of response I've had in connection with people who are experiencing the same things when it comes to parenting, Or in the same place that I've been recently, and it's so comforting, even for me, just to know, you know, life is great, that life is full of blessings, things are going really well, but I always want to be very honest in bringing you those little bits of food for thought so that you you are feeling your best, you're navigating through life in the way that you want to be that's getting you to the next step complacency is one of the things that will kill our motivation buzz the most. If you get into a comfortable spot where you're just feeling like, well, I don't really want to do these things. They might help me, but you know, I really don't want to, I don't want to take the time. I don't want to prioritize. I don't want to get to the gym. I don't want to, you know, meal prep. I don't want to whatever those things are for you. It's just really pivotal. I believe that we all keep each other accountable and that we all stay on the same page. So moving right into today's episode, talking about periods, and I also want to sidebar talking about pooping when you're on a hunt. Um, So let's kind of just move into that first thing. And I know this may be an area that for a lot of people, if you haven't been in these elements before, possibly if you are a new hunter or if you've only ever hunted from you know, a trailer before, or if you've only ever hunted, you know, day trips coming and going from a house or a lodge or something like that, it might not be something that you think about a ton. But using the bathroom when you are in the woods, I think many people approach that by going, well, I'm in the woods, like it doesn't matter, I'll find a tree, a bush, whatever, I'll do my business, I'll walk away. But I can't tell you how many times I have been in the woods, in the back country of Idaho, of Oregon, of Alaska, and you walk up on someone's pile after they've used the bathroom. Now, there's a couple issues with this. One, for example, when we were in Idaho, we were hunting a basin, and we had done a backcountry hunt. We were out for I don't know eight days or something like that. We came back in to our base camp for a couple days, did a couple hunts out of that. And what we noticed, we were in areas that should have animals, that, you know, have recent sign, that have recent tracks, that, you know, we've seen animals in the past. And all of a sudden, we're going, gosh, it's like a ghost town. And some may argue that this doesn't play as much of a role as it does, but I beg to differ. We ended up coming on several piles of people who have done their business on top, right? So what some would call a surface pooper or... Otherwise, um, using the bathroom, putting the toilet paper down, people were even leaving the wrappers for the toilet paper that would hold them together on the ground in a pile. Now, not only does this put a ton of scent out, right. For, you know, critters to, to be aware that other people are there, that things are going on, that the environment has changed. It also looks Trashy. So, number one, if you're going to poop in the woods, which we're all going to have to at some point, dig a hole. If you are in terrain or if you are in habitat that doesn't allow you to dig a hole, find a rock, find debris, cover it up. Basically, think of yourself as a cat. Cats don't poop on the surface, they dig a hole, they cover it up, they leave no trace. So, think about that when you're out there. And if you're in a scenario, Where, gosh, since we're talking about all these things, I might as well just say it. If you're in a scenario and all of a sudden you're hiking, you're going about your business, and it's like go time right now, you don't have time to kick out a hole, you don't have time to dig a hole, cover it up after the fact. Just keep it like there's no trace of it, you can't see it, you don't have debris running around floating away because there were several times where I saw not the pile but now I've just got this wad of toilet paper and my god people use a lot of toilet paper just you know floating away in the wind so it's in other places and it's moving around so just keep everything contained cover it up dig a hole use a rock use debris whatever you can just leave no trace the other thing I want to talk about is using biodegradable wipes so for the most part toilet paper is going to break down at some point, you know, it'll, it'll dissipate into the earth, but people who are using wipes, not necessarily the case. It's just like, you know, flushing them down your toilet. Some are not meant to go down into a septic system. So think about using biodegradable wipes for using the bathroom or for normal hygiene when you're out there. You may be packing them out, which most of the time I do, but in certain scenarios, and I will tell you, when I, like for for example, on my trip to Alaska, um, when going poop, I would always use my biodegradable wipes and I would bury them or use a rock. I couldn't always dig. So just kind of whatever you needed to do. For that case, I would definitely leave them there, but I would bury them and try to hide them, whatever I could do. But biodegradable wipes is a thing. Now, when I was trying to figure out which wipes to bring, and there are tons of different options, I used Amazon and I just typed in biodegradable uh, backpacking wipes. I figured, hey, these people have weight conscious wipes in mind. I'm gonna be really honest and tell you that was not the case. They weighed, I think my pack of wipes, which was 32 extra large biodegradable wipes, weighed something like a pound and a half. It was a ton of extra weight. So what I ended up doing was I took probably half, half of the bag of wipes, I took them out, I let them air dry, and then I put them back into a Ziploc bag. The other ones I left moist for hygiene reasons. The other ones, though, I could rehydrate while I was there if I wanted to use it as a face wipe or if I needed some extra, you know, toilet wipes, whatever the case was. That allowed me to have, you know, all 32 wipes, but it also cut back on having that weight. So if you are in a scenario where you're really trying to watch every ounce that goes into your pack, you can pre-dry the wipes and then just rehydrate them when you're in the field. You can do the same thing if you're using them for your face, armpits you know, whatever. So that's definitely something to think about when you're out there. First, obviously using biodegradable wipes. Please don't be leaving regular ones on the ground. You can get them in unscented, which is what I do. They're not specific to hunting. Uh, They're not specific to a certain brand. You can just find something that works for you. I have very sensitive skin, so I've always used natural products. Uh, or I should say, I try to always use natural products, so that'll definitely be a go-to for you if you also have sensitive skin, or if you're just trying to remove some of the parabens and additives or anything, any of the extras that can go into that. So, moving into periods. Now, this can be a really tricky thing because, for one, it's not only the mess and, you know, just the, the dysregulation of normal life when you have a period, but it's also uncomfortable You're probably lacking the normal stamina and energy you do. You can fight headaches. I know some women will get migraines when they have their periods. You can be crampy. You can be all those kind of things. So just think about going into your hunt with your normal routine. If you typically carry mitle, carry mitle or ibuprofen or or whatever that is for you. Um, you also want to think about what you're going to need as far as if you use pads or tampons on your trip. Think about how many you'll need pre um, kind of package those into what you'll what you'll need. And take some extras because if you are truly going on a backcountry hunt or if you will be so far away from any of the comforts of civilization, you don't want to have to rely on trying to find a gas station to find those things. So at a minimum, you may want to pack an extra box of pads or tampons and leave it in the rig so that if anything, you could always hike back and get more. Now, there's been this hot topic more recently of using things like Um, Cups, you know, the diva cups or the little silicone cups, the reusable things that you just rinse out. I have zero experience here, but I have got the feedback from a lot of women saying that they are helpful and they really enjoy them. So if you're sitting in a tree stand, this may be a good option for you. I urge you, though, to do some research on if you are going to be gone for an extended amount of time, specifically. In hunts where there's not great access to water, from my understanding, these Diva Cups need to be dumped and they also need to be rinsed and cleaned. Um, I don't think they have to be sanitized until that cycle's done. You sanitize them, you put them up until next time, but just be really cautious. Same thing goes for using tampons. You can't leave one in for too long without problems happening. So just be very aware of the cleanliness of what you're using And again, if you're going to be on a hunt where you don't have access to good water, Diva Cup may not be the best option for you, but they are a good option in other areas and for people who are, you know, doing some blind sits or some stalks. Um, So that's something that you want to look into. Um, Obviously, you have your best choice of using tampons, of using pads, of using tampons with applicators or without you know, just got to figure out what's going to be your best bet. You probably know that from what you experience at home, not much is going to change when you're out there. The things that you have to think about are discarding the applicator right the packaging the tampon itself because I don't believe that they are quickly biodegradable I would imagine at some point they may but I don't really think so and the last thing we want to do as women is leave a whole bunch of garbage toiletries tampons all of that junk out on the ground a field so really be conscious of that what i typically do and what a lot of these women have conveyed as well is they'll take a gallon ziploc i think you can also get them in two gallons depending on the time that you'll be gone but i would designate one specific trash bag in a ziploc form for the toiletry kind of discard items. So, you have typically one bag that can be your extra food wrappers, it can be a face wipe, that kind of thing. But when you're talking about tampons, a lot of people will even wipe after going poop and they will put that wipe into a trash bag. Um, you might just want to have a separate one for that so that you're not mixing, hey, throwing away your extra, you know, protein bar wrapper in the bag, that you also put those hygienic items in so think about that and i had a really good tip from one of these gals she said what she does is she takes duct tape and she puts it around her toiletry disposable bag so that you can't see any of the stuff from the outside um, again, if you're going on a backcountry hunt or you're you're hiking in and you're really thinking about the overall weight, you might just want to assess that. You could pro- there's probably lots of different options that you can use when it comes to being discreet about the waste that you have out there. So that's something to think about too, but having a trash bag is obviously gonna be pivotal. You need one, whether you're on your period or you just have crap to bring out. We always have to take out what we take in. So don't be one of those that just leaves your garbage or leaves the stuff on the ground. Really think about being considerate to somebody who may be coming in after you. Or, you know, if anything, pretend that your partner is going to walk in and see it on the ground. Pretend that your hunting buddy is going to walk over to that spot and see the mess that you left. So just be as discreet as you can and, you know, be kind to the environment and to the critters that are out there with you. I can't tell you how many times I've had women say to me, I was going to go on this hunt, but I started my period. And every single time it makes me really sad that this. Normal part of life, this menstruation cycle that we go through can disrupt our plans in the outdoors. For whatever reason, it is a choice of your own, but I really hope that implementing some different strategies for dealing with it or getting this mindset that it's okay. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of even humor, there's been a lot of media, there's been a lot of jokes. And if you've grown up in around men who hunt, there might be a lot of fingers pointed when it comes to menstruation in the outdoors, that may sound totally outlandish to some people. But I know for me personally, I grew up with with men in the industry, I grew up with men who were hunting. And so I never really considered other women and how they dealt with things. So you know, I've heard women say, Well, I don't, you know, I'm gonna be a scent attractant to a bear or I don't want to get eaten or attacked by something. And while this consideration could be relevant, it's so unlikely. Don't ever feel like you're out there being this bait, essentially, if you are on your period. You just have to deal with it in a proper way. Um, so I as funny as that might sound to some people, I know that there is definitely hurdles for women when it comes to navigating through this. So don't feel like you're more likely to be attacked. Don't let the guys harass you about being on your period. You can do it. You can do it discreetly. I know that there, it may be physically uncomfortable. You may be dealing with cramps, lower back aches, headaches, headaches all of the above. And there are some things that you can definitely do for that. Again, I recommend bringing whatever you use as a painkiller or whatever you use for inflammation and for aches and for for body discomfort, uh, whether that's ibuprofen or mitle or whatever the case is, bring that, have that handy so that you can be as comfortable as you want to be and as comfortable as you can. Another thing that I do, and I do it for a different reason, I do it because my hips will not allow me to sleep on my side or even my back without a pillow under my knees or between my knees. So, You can get, I use Climate Pillow, I think it's called the Pillow X, it's a large pillow. They're super light. I wish I had one in front of me so I could tell you the exact ounces, but they are never a problem. They're never too much weight for me to pack. They are super duper light and very durable. So I pack one, one for my head, it goes into the hood of my sleeping bag so it doesn't slide around and I'm not always looking for it. The other one will either go under my left knee or between my knees. This can also be really helpful if you're on your period because a a lot of times the, the pubic bone can get inflamed, can be really sore, that bone right up front basically by your crotch, right? That can be a, a spot that's really sore, maybe even feel kind of crampy. So if you use that pillow when you're sleeping, it will help kind of keep those hips open, not squish and make that more uncomfortable. So that can be a really big help for you there. You can also use those heating pads. They, I don't know the brand and I don't use them often, but they're the sticky kind of heating pads. Um, They make them for your back. They make them now also for shoulders and knees. You could bring one of the back ones if you wanted, maybe at night when you lay down or if you're sitting in a tree stand with a ton of cramps, you could put one on your belly and help kind of ease the discomfort of that. Heat is always comforting when it comes to dealing with those kind of things. So that might also be a big help for you there. Now, you're also going to want to consider your hydration level if you are like most women during that time of the month, you retain water. So you're going to feel it in your ankles, maybe even your thighs, your hips, of course, your belly. For me, I always got bloating through my face and my arms. It doesn't feel good. It, it Whether it relates to the hunt or not, it psychologically, it doesn't feel good to feel puffy, to feel bloated, to feel jiggly or any of those things. So really think about your hydration when you're there. Um, same goes for normal life. You'll want to aim to get at least half of your body weight in ounces. This can be difficult if you're hunting terrain or in an environment that doesn't have a lot of access to water, but hydration should be highly considered. Um, if you are in elements that are super hot, of course you want to change your intake based on your output. If you're sweating a bunch, If you've increased elevation, so if you're coming as a flatlander into hunting the mountains, you need to drink more water because you're breathing more water out in that higher elevation. So some things to think about there is um, packing more water in. Uh, You can also, if you're doing a backpacking hunt, what I typically do is I'll take my um, hydration bladder, which is a three liter bladder, and then I take two backups. I'll take a clean canteen. It's a single wall. It's non-insulated. So if all hell breaks loose, I could start a fire. I could boil water. um, I could use it, you know, as my cup, but I could also use it in an emergency situation. That's a tip that I got from one of the gals that came to one of my seminars this week, or excuse me, this year. So huge shout out to Kat for bringing that to mind because it's definitely something that I do now. Um, I also then pack a 32 ounce bag. It's just a hydration bag. It weighs basically nothing. I just keep it rolled up in my pack with my filter. That way, if for some reason my bladder popped and I couldn't and I didn't have tape to fix it or whatever the case was, and my clean canteen was MIA or it wasn't, but I wanted to be able to stock up on some water, I could use that extra bag, which again weighs virtually nothing and I could make sure that I had enough water. So really think about the consideration of how you'll have water, where you'll get water, how much water you'll have. And if you're through hiking or if you are, you know, changing, if you're going to maybe pick up camp and you're going to move farther, try to plan out water on the way and never pass water. If you're going into uncharted waters and you don't know exactly where you'll end up, make sure that you're always thinking ahead because you never want to get farther in, you never want to get higher up and then realize that you have to backtrack in order to get water. So be very conscious of that. In all reality, I think that basically sums up how to navigate using the bathroom, staying clean, using proper hygiene and discarding of all of those things that you bring in when you're on a hunt, whether that's hunting from uh, a base camp or that's hiking into the mountains, Either way, this should have you pretty well covered. Again, there's no fix. There's no wand. There's no way to just undo. Well, technically there is. But you're going to have to face this at some point. If you are still having periods, if you're still within that age You're likely going to face this at some time again, whether that's hunting or that's hiking or that's camping, whatever the case is at some point, this is probably going to be something that you have to deal with. So I hope that these ways of navigating it will help you here. I'm also going to link link to some resources in the show notes. So be sure to see that. And of course, reach out with any comments or questions that you may have. Hopefully some of this helped the pillow trick though. You'll definitely want to try that. So let me know how it goes. Before I hop off here today, I want to ask a specific favor of you. Will you please share the Her Inspired Journey podcast? Share it on your social media, share it with a friend, tag somebody in it. It does not have to be the episode on periods. Maybe you could take a screenshot of your favorite episode that we've done so far or one that really resonated and hit home with you. I would love for you to help me grow this podcast to make more, to create more, and to help others thrive, to move the needle, and to feel really good about what they're doing in their lives. You are the way that I can help share this, the way that I can help grow this, and ultimately, I do this for you. So if you could help me out with that, I would greatly appreciate it. You're literally the best, and I thank you so much. Hop off of here, go take charge, have a great day, and I will chat with you soon. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, the topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.